Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Holland Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. I'm the general manager and Josh Proverb, service director. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Beautiful Saturday out there, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Cannot believe that it is July. It is. Isn't it's it? crazy. Absolutely year is crazy. half gone. I don't know where this ha- first half of the year went or whatever either, but uh, it is what it is. So, uh, but anyway, hey, it's a call in show. Love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. Anything alien in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. Love to hear what's going on out there in the old lovely world or what you got questions or whatever. You want to talk about anything in the racing world. You want to talk about anything in the automobile world, new products, uh, service, whatever it might be. Want to hear from me. 316-462-3673. That's the number that comes into the front desk in uh, here at the dealership. Until the cows that answer the phone, you'd like to get patched in the podcast. And for each and every caller that calls on the phone, you get a great price package, about over 130 bucks. And as always, Josh, what's in that package? Uh, so we're going to mail it out to you, but it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we're going to use Motorcraft oil and filter products while we have your vehicle. Um, while we're performing that, we're also going to check over uh, the steering, suspension, uh, all the safety-related components on the vehicle, just making sure that it's uh, ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving while we're doing that multi-point inspection. Uh, you're also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of uh, MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then uh, CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything, alien car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever it might be. But uh, anyway, Josh, uh, I see on my other screen over here, you got some interesting pictures coming up. So Yeah, we've got a, got a couple of different things going. Uh, uh, this I'm not a, uh, not exactly sure. I think this was last week or the week before. I uh, had a couple of different vehicles come in, and so I've got two examples of vehicles that we got uh, scheduled in or brought in just for recalls. That's all uh, that they wanted completed. And just the condition of these vehicles, um, I, I, it's just scary what's driving out there on the road. You know, we talked, uh, <clears throat> this has been, oh gosh, probably about a month or so ago. I, I don't know if you remember, but we had the truck with the, uh, the brakes. Um, and, you know, uh, we've, talked a little bit about state inspections and, you know, should there be a state inspection or not? And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of different ways that people could look at that, but also at the end of the day, uh, just like every other system or rule, if something's in place, people cheat it, you know? Yeah. And so to actually have it, uh, I don't know is that it's going to do a whole lot one way or the other, you know? Well, and let's talk about some of these inspections and stuff too, Josh is, you're just inspecting your car, like the multi-point inspection and everything else, too. It's like yesterday. I'm headed to Salina in the race rig, and I'm running 75. That's the speed limit. I'm running 75 mile an hour, and here come this car. And, I mean, it had to be doing 90. Mm-hmm. And uh, bumpers are flapping off of it. Uh, it could no, no, Not one tire wasn't shaking, doing something. And as they passed me, I could watch the hands on the steering wheel just shaking like, you know what? And I'm thinking, are you really driving that fast in that POS? Yeah, but that's on the road. But the, here's the problem: is it's going to crash somebody and hurt somebody else. Well, that's not a, just themselves. Yeah, at some point, you you have a responsibility as a motorist to make sure that everybody else that you drive with, you know, on the roadways are safe as well. Yeah. Um, and it, it's one thing to 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 take that into 
your own hands, but when you're starting to, to detour the safety of everybody else, then, you know, that's a problem. And then, uh, you know, in the couple of examples that I have here, or I guess the one example I have here is, you know, really you, you, years ago, I think it was more prevalent than probably now, but a lot of people would change their own oil or service, service their own vehicle. And, you know, there's more to the, just the basic routine maintenance other than changing oil, you know, uh, rotating the tires. Uh, you, you, you've got to check over these wear items on these vehicles. And if you don't get them on a lift or know the proper way to do it, uh, you may not even be knowing that you're doing something wrong or be able to uh, avoid a breakdown or potentially even, uh, you know, a suspension component that comes loose and, and could potentially hurt somebody, not only the, the person driving the vehicle, but other occupants as well. And so that's why that multi-point inspection over somebody that's qualified makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Okay. So what are these pictures you got over here, Josh? Uh, so the very first one is an actual video. Um, and so this came to us and this was just a recall. Uh, so I think if you go down now over to this screen in the bottom corner down there and you can uh, make it, uh, all four corners, uh, one more over there, you go that deal. Um, so this came to us as a recall and the recall was actually for a, uh, brake switch. So we didn't even, there was no real reason for us to raise the vehicle or anything other than to complete the multi-point inspection once it got here. Um, but you can actually, uh, just play that video. Well, I think I'm going to play it. Uh, Let's play that again. And that's how that that's how that vehicle came in. Driving down the road. Driving it drove into the service center for a recall. The that part is a wheel bearing. But then the lower control arm bolt like wasn't held in by a nut no, or no, anything. No. And you can see you can see the bolts, the, the, the uh, bushings. Bushings are all gone right here. And then this one here is not any better from that part. Yeah, not completely missing. How can we, uh, what I need to do is start this. And then pause it. You just hit back in the same spot. Look at that. That is crazy, and that's 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 what's driving down our road. And as you can see right there, that nut is completely missing right there. Yeah, not even there. And you don't. What's I mean? And we start talking about taking care of your cars and taking care, of, but if that does come off, guess what? You have no control. Like the the one wheel is going to go one way, the other wheel is going to go the other, and mm-hmm. you will lose complete. Who knows where steer, that car yeah, is going to go? You, you, there's there's no telling what direction that car will go at 70, 80 mile an hour, uh, going down the road is absolutely crazy. Yeah. That's, that's not that car. Like I told you, the car that I passed, that passed me doing about 90. That is crazy. That's driving down the road today from that part. So, 
anyway, uh, you know, we could probably have a long discussion on everything about that and what's going on there from that part. Man, so think about uh, that has to drive like down the road. They surely, I mean, who knows? Well, it came in for a brake switch recall. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the vehicle was here. What kind of car is that? Uh, so it is a, um, uh, uh, I want to say like a Crown Vic. Um, mm-hmm. so it's a, it's an older car. I think it was a 2003 or five or something. But in like regards that. to the age of the yeah. car, it's still, that's, that is crazy. Yeah. Crazy, and then, crazy, crazy. Uh, so you can close that deal out. Yeah. Uh, we can bring that back up again later, but I think if you go down to the bottom corner there and yeah, there you go. And then now up at the top, um, uh, the next tab over, mm-hmm. So this is uh let me get this off here for a minute. Yeah. And then you can make those pictures go the whole screen over there too. Well Probably. they pretty much are. Yeah, that's fine too if you just want to leave it. So like what you're that. looking at here is the rusted frame out yeah. on this car. Look at that frame. It's completely almost rusted in two from here to there. And what do we got here, Josh? What kind uh, so this is an F one fifty. Uh and again, it came in for a recall. Uh, straight up recall, but uh, the what you're looking at on the bottom portion of the screen is the the frame rail. There's I think four pictures uh, of the of the frame on each side, um, and this you know safety wise mm, for maybe to hurt other passengers or uh, whatever. I'm not sh- not exactly sure. <clears throat> I think, you know, structurally the, the truck would stay intact for itself. But my thing with this is in a collision, the frame is a huge part of the Well, it looks like down, down through here, too, that there's something. Yeah, so that's your uh, pinch weld. Look, uh, look over here. It's gone over here. Yeah, it's uh, right so, the, yeah, the bottom half of the, like, fender or quarter was completely rusted out. But the frame being, you know, a a major structural part of the integrity of the, of the vehicle. Uh, and then if you look through those pictures, like there is, uh, I think's yeah, there's, there's really nothing to keep the truck from almost kind of collapsing in on itself, uh, in the middle, just with the weight of it. It's not far from that. That's for sure. It is not structurally sound for sure. Um, yeah. So there you can see kind of the, that's the, yeah, this piece, here, all this up. is completely gone. That's your rocker panel, and then yeah. you got the the door fender um, as well. And this, this side of the frame over here is just as bad. And you know, this truck needed some mechanical repair as well. Um, but it's uh, it's one of those things like you you really shouldn't be investing money in this thing um, just because the frame is unsafe. And I'm looking right there too. I'm thinking that that the the body bolt's not even got a nut on it. That is correct. Yeah. Complete, that nut is completely missing right there. Yeah. And that's what's holding the body that's what's onto holding the, frame. the body onto the frame. Yeah. Yeah. And this is driving down the road. God forbid it gets close to me. And so that one came in for uh, a recall uh, as well, but then also had a concern and no AC. Ah, worried about the AC, yeah. huh? <laughs> and so. You know, a couple of different things with that is obviously one, uh, just safety of the vehicle, but then two, I think order of priorities. And so again, kind of going back and talking about the multi-point and having somebody, 
that is qualified, uh, knows what they're looking for, uh, what to recommend, but then also help a consumer be able to um, go through and prioritize, you know, service needs because you may, yeah, there there may be several things that pop up that you're unaware of or don't know, but what's the what's the importance of it? Yep. And are you getting that expressed to you in the in the right manner? And I think that's where our industry has a little bit of a black eye or some of its black eye is for people selling stuff that maybe they don't need uh for one, but then also people trying to uh trying to maybe over convey the importance of some things, you know? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get here and here real quick. Nick Roberts is going to call in. We were on our, our, our team went on a race week all over the country, racing our yellow Mustang and stuff too. So Nick's going to get us updated on that, but real quick, uh, Rick Curry's got a question of, of, uh, is there an easy way finding out how to fix my pre-collision assist? It's blocked on my 2020 Ford edge. Where's the camera located at? But basically, and then Mike shared one of our text uh, managers down at Quicklane says, Rick, the camera is located in the windshield. There's a radar typically behind the front of the license plate. Make sure the windshield's free of bugs. Everything is clean and it still shows up on the screen. So, Josh, I don't know. Is there any? Uh, I'm with Mike. There's something blocking that the camera. It can't see it. And yep. that's what happens to me with those situations is a damn bug got on that on that sensor on that camera or whatever and blocked it. We have, uh, yeah, we have seen that multiple times for one. The other thing that uh, maybe a consumer not might not be aware of is like getting a rock chip uh, and then it actually happens to hit in the right spot and then that becomes an issue in the mm-hmm. in the camera view as well. And so just making sure that that is uh, clean and clear and, and got to get And it could still be a failure of some sort mm-hmm. too, if Rick, yeah. on that side of the point too. But, but that's, uh, that's step one and kind of the diagnosis and usually it, i so. see it with the bugs and then also see it in the wintertime like ice or whatever build up on the front of your car or whatever two will block those cameras or whatever they can't see it but uh rick we ought to get you a call after the show and get you in here and, and take a look at the the edge if you've got everything super clean and i know you do i know how you take care of your stuff rick uh from that part and uh okay so then mike asked another question do you by chance get a new windshield because that's the next thing is if you put a windshield in today you can't just replace windshields without going in and actually recalibrating and realigning everything up so everything syncs up and does what it needs to do from that part. Uh, but uh, we'll see if Rick replies here in a minute and everything else, too. We'll see if we can get some more information out of Rick, or maybe we just yeah, need to call Rick. Rick, after Rick if you want to call no, in. No on the windshield. Too. So, yeah. Rick, you might have a failure there, too, but I know you take good care of your stuff, and, and everything's super clean and everything else, too, from that standpoint. But that's usually what happens when the cameras are messed up from that part. But uh, we'll call you after the show, Rick, and maybe we need to – get it over here and, and see if you do have a failure of that camera or something like that too. So any, anyway, let's go to the phones. We're going to talk to Nick Roberts, Nick morning. Hey, good morning guys. Hey, sorry to keep you on hold. We had to answer that question for Rick and everything else too. And he'll see let me no, take the last play off. Yeah. Take that plate off and let's see what that does too, Rick. That might be an, I don't think taking the plate off is going to do anything for you on that part. So anyway, uh, Nick, you guys took off last Saturday, right? Correct. Yeah, last Saturday, and it's called Race Week? Yep, uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week. Rocky Mountain Race Week. So tell her, it's, it's a, you just got back last night. Of course, you got rained out. And imagine that, it got rained out. But uh, you went on a tour. So kind of just tell everybody what the deal is, what we did with that, how we did it, and everything else. Because it was. Uh, it looks like you guys had a great week. 
Oh yeah. So uh, we took the the yellow Mel Hamilton drag car. We also took a, a van and a trailer with parts and fuel to help everybody along the way. And uh, Rocky Mountain Race Week this year started in Kearney, Nebraska, and you had to start there and make, uh, depending on what type of class you're in, whether you're in a heads up class or an index dial in class, you would make your pass. How many and classes get your best were there? That qual- uh, like, I think there was like 10 or 11. 10 or 11 different classes. There was over 300, over 300 cars. Yeah. There was over 300 cars competing in the race and then 100 cars that were comp- competing in the, what they called just the, the road week where they got to drive their race car along but didn't get the race in the actual race so basically you have to drive the car you can't put it on a trailer and go to all these different events yeah everything that you have to keep that car and yourself alive for the week has to be in that car so if you got spare tires if you got a car that doesn't isn't going to make it between those long fuel stops you have to carry your fuel your tools your jack, your canopy, whatever you need to work on that car, to be in that car, has to be in that car and travel with that car. It can't be put in someone's back of their pickup and followed you or on their trailer. So you've got to bring it or buy it. So basically you, you're doing an average of an ET at all these different tracks, correct? Yep. So we were in the 12-0 class, so, and which is the biggest and most competitive class by far. There was over 50 cars that entered at the beginning of the week. Um, and a bunch of them didn't make it, but, uh, you need to run as close as you can to 12.000 at every single track. Um, at Kearney, Nebraska, we did great. We came off the trailer 12.003 and it was a one hit and done. It's like, okay, that put us in first place. Um, and then by the end of the night, 11 o'clock, the air dropped a little bit and the guy, guy beat us by 1,000. And then you have to, the next day, so on, on Sunday was a drive day. So we had to drive from Kearney, Nebraska, all the way to Denver, Colorado. I bet that was a fun and they drive, take you, it's, a, it's a pretty cool drive. The whole time, they, they make you follow a specific route, and there's uh, checkpoints at every so far. And you got to take a picture with your car at the checkpoint to prove you you know went that way. And uh yeah, the whole way, you know, there's people sitting on the side of the highway waiting for you to go by and waving and taking pictures and people giving out free water. And there was a Napa in Colorado, uh, I think Sterling, Colorado, that was giving away free hot dogs and burgers and stuff to people that were on the way. So it gets a lot of community involvement, like every little town that you would go through, then people knew about it. And they were just sitting along the streets watching all the race cars all day. So that's that was it was pretty cool to see everybody enjoying it and all the kids you know the kids really love the, the mel hamilton car because it looks like a big hot wheels car yeah. so that we, uh, we definitely had, caught a lot of attention we had a lot of people posting too that they saw you and different stuff and uh, yeah took pictures with it and sent it to us and everything else too so that car does it's a it's a fun car to play with and of course that's its sweet spots that 12 second car i mean that's about where it runs all the time so that was perfect perfect class yeah. for the car so so you went to denver and i heard you had a little bit of trouble in denver because uh the great air that denver has right yeah so you got elevation that kind of that hurts you in drag racing uh being on the side of a mountain and then the corrected da is is the worst number to look at and uh on average it's usually like 82 to eighty-eight hundred, i believe in denver um we were seeing numbers at 9,000, 9,900 and above for most part so of the day while thin, we were there. The higher the number, the thinner the air, right? Yep, yep. And the harder it is to get cars to make power, uh, especially a car that has, like the yellow car, it's an NA car. Um, 
doesn't have any type of power adder, no nitrous, no nothing. So there's not a lot you can do. You can, you know, try to cheat weight some way, you know, pull something out or, you know, you can try to wait until the air falls at the end of the night, right before the track closes, which is what we end up doing. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a struggle and it's a struggle for everybody in every class. Even if you're a turbo car or nitrous car, you're going to have to figure ways to clean the tune up up or add more timing or add more air, you know, and, uh, that, that's what makes the whole experience. Yeah. So we know, more up, competitive and, and easier. You end up running a 12, three there, right? Uh, yep. 12, 12, three, nine, I believe. 12, three, nine. Okay. So off, off of done at Denver, where you head, where'd you head next? So then they sent us to Pueblo. Okay. And How that was an awesome that? drive up. Uh, the route they took us, it was about two and a half, three hours. Okay. Yep. Um, through a, through a bunch of little towns and up around the mountains and stuff and down. It was an awesome, awesome drive. And then it, once we hit Pueblo, it was, it was a scorcher. It was, it was hot and the DA was really horrible there too. Surprisingly, we were at the, you know, elevation was only a hundred foot off from Kearney, but the DA was carrying the same DA as it was in Denver. Oh. So we, we struggled a little bit there too. Okay. So what'd you run it? When'd you run at Pueblo? Ended up getting it at the bottom 1230s uh, again. Uh, waited till about 11 o'clock at night till the air just kind of dropped off and it went real cool temperatures and was able to, to pull out a 12.3 again. Okay, so... And I'll, then since, unfortunately... Yeah, so now uh, what place are you in out of the 50 cars at this point or do you even have an idea where you're at yet? So at that point, I think I was we were sitting in 15th and we were really hoping the second day in Pueblo, the weather was going to look better. We were going to be able to pull it back a little bit. But the weather got, unfortunately, even worse. Okay. <laughs> All right. So after Pueblo, but, where'd you uh, head next? So so since Great Bend closed uh, this year, Great Bend was supposed to be one of the spots. We had to do two days in Pueblo. So they gave us the day that we had to drive up in the mountains and go and see this uh, Bishop's Castle, which we posted pictures, and there's going to be a lot oh, of yeah, cool video uh, BCC is going to have. Okay. So hopefully we have a YouTube video out pretty soon. But uh, real cool drive up through the mountains and around and a bunch of little mountain towns and then back to Pueblo again to try for one more day to get an average of numbers again. Yeah, and so still the first and day then, was better than the second day or? Yeah, we still got, we got, we tied about the same number. Um, we just, again, had to wait till almost the, they were closing the track and the temperature had finally fall. Uh, you know, the DA kind of crashed with the temperature a little bit and we were able to pull back another 12-3. Yeah, and then we had the next day to go make the the long drive back to Kearney, Nebraska again. Okay, so, uh, back another three hours back to there. So, we, so how did everything happen? Yeah, at that drive. Yeah. So that that drive almost takes ten hours the way they That's bring us sick. back. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't take you no direct route. It's back old scenic highways and byways and stuff. And then like we stopped in Oakley, Kansas, at the Buffalo Bill. Um, museum or whatever and had to take pictures there and we had quite a few guys that were broke down along the way that we stopped and tried to help um huh. but yeah that took a 10 hours took a long long drive that's a lot of yeah. time there the old yellow car got some miles on it's what you're saying huh it, it did and a lot of it wasn't even just the, the, the miles it was just they were taking your roads that were you know 50 55 mile an hour and then you get behind some of these race cars that you know, highway gearing, that's all they got, 55. And you get a line of 50 or 60 race cars in a row, you can't just go passing them all, you know. So you're just kind of yeah. in the line, 
having fun seeing the views, you know, so that slows everything way down. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, okay. So back to 10 hours to Kearney and you're, so this is your last stop, right? Yep. Kearney was the last stop. And uh, realistically on the last day, all you were supposed to do is pull up to the line and break the beams because your average was set at the final day in Pueblo. But if you didn't make it back to Kearney, then you didn't place. You didn't, you know, you, you, you were dropped out. back off the bottom of the list. Yep. So they were going to do a big bracket race and a big heads up race, um, to follow, to finish that out. But the, the rain kept coming and I, I, I seen that they did go ahead and finish some of the racing about one o'clock this morning, but with the rain, the way it was looking, um, uh, most everybody had already left out and we, we kind of left out too. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But uh, I did check check this morning. So we were setting in uh, 18th, I believe. Um, that, like I said, the 12 class was super competitive. But the first like three guys were running an average of like a, a 12 teen the entire way. So they were really, really right there tight. Uh, there was a couple guys that went like 12 12006 So they were pulling some really good numbers. Uh, well, what kind? You remember what kind of cars they were? Remember what kind of cars they were or anything? Uh, there was a little bit of everything. There was a couple, uh, couple supercharged Mustangs, pretty much just like our car, but supercharged. A lot of turbo cars, um, and then a lot of guys were running, uh, you know, an NA car, but they would use nitrous when they got to like Pueblo or or, or a Denver to offset yeah. that number. Um, but this morning, when I looked at it uh, just a minute ago, uh, it looks like we went from nineteenth to about eight. <laughs> Really? Because there was a bunch of guys in front of us that did not make the didn't drive finish. and they have an X by their name. So, and they didn't finish yet. So they should make a post probably today or Monday showing officially that, but, um, it looks like on the list of check-ins, there was a bunch of people above us that did not make the final drive. So whether they broke down or not, but man, there was, there's a lot of people that broke down, a lot of people that were doing engine swaps on at the tracks. There was engine really? swaps engine on the side of the road. Oh yeah, I got some real cool video and pictures. Well, how'd that work? They, they carry an engine. Yeah. They, they carry an engine in a car. You can buy one as long as you can. You pay for it, then, okay. then you're okay. So like, so like they blew up and then they they limp the car to the track or to the hotel. There was guys working and pulling transmissions and hotel parking lots and stuff too. That's some but, dedication uh, there, boys. <laughs> Talk oh, about yeah. E, so there's loads, e for there's, effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yep. There was there was quite a few guys changing motors and stuff that broke. And the guy that was winning the the unlimited class, the class, big class that we sponsored, the fast guys, uh, the final day in Pueblo, he blew his motor up and had to have put a junkyard motor in it just to I try to idle it from Pueblo back to Kearney so he can hold his position. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I guess the next thing is, I mean, is it is this pay a lot of money or is this just strictly a Bragging rights. Bragging rights kind of a deal. Uh, it's, it's, some of it's pretty good. So, like, the uh, heads-up unlimited class is, like, $7,500 to win. I mean, there's there's pretty good money. At, like, Hot Rod Drag Week, it, there is no money. You win a jacket, and that's kind of the the popularity of it started falling when Rocky Mountain Race Week came out, and there were some decent payouts and tons of prizes. So, like, the whole, the whole trip, you know, they do different prizes for, like, if you're a, a chick, racing they did wicked chick class and, and a, 
the chick with the fastest ET won a hundred bucks every day or, or fastest reaction time. And so they do a lot of prizes and stuff throughout the whole week for different people. If you were what they call a young gun, like if you were a ki- younger kid doing it, if you were a rookie, your first time, you know, doing it and you, you made certain points or checkpoints, they would vouch you as rookie of the day and they'd give you some money. And so there was a lot of prizes and stuff that go along the way. None of it's like huge numbers, but it, it, it's, it's definitely worth it. Well, that's cool. And, uh, I know we're going to have a lot of great videos. I know you guys took a bunch of GoPros with you. We'll, uh, of course our hours, we haven't even talked about that yet, Josh. So when next week we'll get big corner creative and, uh, get them getting the videos up. So you have to stay tuned to our Facebook page and YouTube page of, uh, all the great video you guys got and everything else of the deal. So that's pretty cool. We got eighth, uh, from that part. So, uh, uh, as I was headed to Salina last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, I saw the van coming back. I don't know. I, I must have missed you in the in the Mustang coming back or something. I don't know if you were ahead of the van or behind the van or or where you were at. But uh, we we were we were behind it a little ways. Yeah, he took off and uh, we stayed around and and uh, for a little bit as long as we could to help out somebody else, and then we we got on the road. I got you. That's why I, I saw the van about Mound Ridge is where I seen him uh, coming back, and I kept watching for you, but I never did see you. So he must've been a little, quite a ways behind him or whatever from that part. So, uh, anyway, cool week. Uh, can't wait to sit down with you and all the guys that went and recap the week and what we can do better for next year and what we can do more things for it for next year and all that kind of stuff too. From that part, pretty cool. The old yellow Mustang making some more history out there. We're probably ready to retire that thing, but I guess maybe not. (laughs) So, uh, we'll have to make sure the, uh, 21 Mustangs ready to go for next year and all dialed in and stuff. We just didn't, didn't quite get everything dialed in with the new motor that's in it. Uh, so hopefully the guy can get the tune all dialed in this next week and stuff. We can have some fun with that next year. Of course, we got to get some more fun going on this year. It's just yeah. time to go get that yeah, car it's out. It's time to, time to be on the track. Of course, we got to find us a driver for it, you know. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's <laughs> true. So, yeah, I can't wait to see the videos. Can't wait to see how Big Quarter Creative puts that out there, everything you guys did this week. So, uh, Nick, once again, thanks for going out there and representing us very well. And uh, congratulations on the eighth place. That's pretty cool for the old yellow car. We got we to do something for the eighth place on that deal. That's for sure. Yep. So, well, okay, buddy, thanks for the update. Thanks for uh, – taking the week and going out there and having a little fun, but I, I know it's pretty tiring, but I also bet it was pretty damn fun too. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's one of those deals. And they said it in the driver's meeting, you know, by the end of the, when you get done with race week, you're going to hate it. And then the next day you're going to think about all the fun you had and all the cool people you met, and then you're going to love it and can't wait to come back. He said, it's the weirdest addiction you'll ever have in drag racing. And <laughs> I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Well, very cool. Nick, thanks for the update and uh, have a great holiday weekend, buddy. Yep, you guys too. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Anyway, that's the thing, Josh. We haven't really talked about. I don't know if Jason's still holding on. Everybody yeah, had to, uh, to get Nick all updated and everything else there. Delbert all took off to go play with his grandson. Have fun with that, Delbert. And yeah, Rex, uh, pretty down and out about Great Ben. Hopefully, they can get that track figured back out and get it refixed and get it opened back up on that part, too. So, uh, from that part, but uh, we'll see if Jason's still hanging in there or not. But anyway, our holiday hours, everybody, just so you know that today we're open for normal hours, everything else like that. But then we are closed every Sunday, of course. But we're closed Monday and Tuesday here at Mel Hamilton Ford. It's going to be great to have a dang, I don't want to do it on three days, Josh. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Have a good three day weekend. Some of our guys are getting four day weekends and stuff. And I know a lot of people are and everything else, too. I had one guy make a negative post out there about us being closed and everything else, too. But you know what? This is not about us. 
about the customer. This is about our employees. We uh, This is great for employees to get this time off. We work very, very hard here. We put a lot of hours in and everything else like that. So this time and taking Monday off is an extra day. And it's about our employees. We're here to take care of them and have a, a great work environment and a great attitude and everything else on that part. But that's why we're doing what we're doing is to take care of our employees. So it's going to be fun to have a three day weekend. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know a lot of, a lot of guys were looking forward to it as well. And you know, they, uh, the, the week leading up to this or this week, it was extremely busy. Everybody knowing that, you know, we needed to kind of, uh, stick to the grindstone to, to make sure that we're able to get everybody, uh, taken care of. And then next week coming back on Wednesday, it'll be the, it'll be the same thing. These guys are going to hoof it. That's for sure. So Yep, exactly. So anyway, Jason must have hung up, I'm sure, because we waited too yeah, long. Yeah, apologize had to get, about that, Jason. Yeah, Jason, sorry, but we needed to get Nick on the phone there and talk about everything that went on Rocky Mountain Race Week. And uh, can't wait to recap with those guys and everything else, too. But uh, the old yellow car making some more history. That's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. The old burnout king is what he is. But, I will uh, say that car is consistent. It's it's going to oh. go down the track almost the same time every time, and then it's going to do the best burnout ever. So, <laughs> yeah. and that's uh, about all the miles on that track. It's either one or the other, or all the miles on that car. It's either one or the other. That's for we sure. We need to. Uh, if there's a way to to record it up and see how much of that time that it's running that it was wide open. Oh versus- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is it is a cool burnout car. I don't know what it is about that thing, but it can do a burnout like second to none and. Yeah, mapping out the throttle position sensor in that car, I'm not sure it'd be the funnest thing ever because it's either on or off. (laughs) That's all you get. Yeah. So anyway, Josh, what else we got on the plate today? Uh, Talked about our holiday hours and stuff. I hope everybody has a great and safe and happy fourth. Blow a lot of fireworks up and celebrate and have fun. Be careful. Be safe. Be safe. Exactly. Uh, The other thing is just recognize the holiday, you know, the independence and uh, veterans and, and stuff like that for sure. Exactly. So you got any big plans for the three days? You know, I'm going to get through today and uh, then we'll start making plans after that. <laughs> I just, uh, it snuck up on me, I guess, from that side. So uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's, uh, Jason. Hey, good morning, guys. How are good you? Morning. Hey, Sorry so- about the wait there, bud. Oh, you're fine. Happy 4th of July. Yeah, hey, you too. To you. You're live with hey, the hood. What's going question. on? Yeah. So I have a 2015 Ford F-150. I brought it in there a couple months ago. They replaced the head gasket, oil pan, and oil pan gasket. And uh, now when you start it up, white smoke will come out from the tailpipe, and it'll probably last about 30 seconds and then dissipate. But it does it every time you start the truck up. Is that normal, or is that something that probably needs to be looked at? Yeah, so there is uh, there is some white smoke is normal. What year was that again one more time? 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Do what, uh, do you know what motor is in it? Is it the three, five, the EcoBoost or is it, is it the five? Liter? I think it's got the three, five. Yeah. It's got the three, five EcoBoost. Yeah. Uh, so some white smoke is normal for that. Uh, they have an oil consumption, um, spec out there and i think it's uh, i'd have to relook it up but i think it's like a quart or a quart and a quarter in like a thousand miles um for oil consumption on that thing uh it depends on the time of the year too it may be worse than others um but yeah there the some white smoke on that is normal uh at startup okay the main thing is that it goes away uh okay you know, after, uh, after it's been running for a little while. So, 
but we'd be more than happy to, yeah, it to does. yeah be more than happy to retake a look at it just to make sure everything's good uh i would just advise you know checking the oil making sure uh you know, that we're checking the oil at different intervals, you know, maybe 500 miles, a thousand miles and just How many sure miles are on the truck. Uh, it's got 120. 120. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other thing would be looking at a GDI service, uh, on it as well, uh, would be something that would, uh, would help that truck. How well. long has it been doing it and when did it start? It's been in it for quite some time. Okay. So asked you another question. And then, was it uh, doing it before the head gasket or after the head gasket stuff? It was doing it before, too. It was doing it before, too. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think maybe what we need to do is try a GDI oil service oh, one. The next, how soon are you due for your next service? I'm about 3,000 miles out. Okay. Uh, so whenever you get ready, we need to talk about that and do a GDI oil service to it and see what that does. It might... Uh, that might take care of it again. Again, it might not. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is like okay. I said, just uh, monitoring that oil and making sure, uh, making sure that we're not using an excessive amount of oil. But like I said, some, some white smoke for those is, is normal, uh, conditions. Well, so. It'd be interesting. Just do a little test here, Jason. I'd love to, you know, let's throw it part of your package. We'll change it into a GDI package. And I would love to get that thing in here quick and go ahead and do a GDI service. And then let's see what that does and see if it changes anything or not or whatever. And be a little test okay. battery for us. Uh, now Mike Sheridan jumps in here and says, uh, might check the coolant levels too, but let's let us do all that checking and stuff for you too. So after we get done with the show here, Jason, we'll call you and we'll set a time up. We'll get it in. Let's do a GDI on it and let's see what that does to okay. the truck and see if that helps. Hey, I appreciate it guys. All right. Sounds Perfect. good, buddy. We'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks for the call. Oh, right, you guys have a safe fourth. Hey, you too, you buddy. Too. Okay, we got a couple more callers coming do, up, so yeah. uh, we'll get Mr. Wilson on next, and then we got Grant Murray next. So, Grant, hang tight when we get Mr. Wilson on the phone here, and we'll see what's on their questions and stuff too. So, uh, be interested to have to do that GDI oil service, Josh, and see what happens to that truck and everything else too. And and uh, you know, like Mike Sheridan said too, maybe there is some uh, coolant or something in the. That's given a little bit of an issue too. Not sure, but uh, we'll see here once we do. And what I guess we'll show what, what GDI is. That's a chemical from BG products that we use. But basically, you pour it in the oil before you change it. And basically, what it's doing is it's going on the backside of the rings and the cylinders and everything and cleaning everything up uh, to get these rings to move a little more freer because carbon will build up on the back of the rings and, and make them not move to where they can't seal in the cylinders. And that's where that oil is blowing by. Uh, from that part so when you put that gdi service in there it cleans that thing up really well and uh from that part so uh it'll be interesting to see just how much it does change or maybe it doesn't change at all but it's still a good test to kind of see uh what is happening there from that part so still can't get mr wilson passed through huh we're uh we're, we're working on it <laughs> working on it so we'll get him patched through here shortly and see what's on his mind. I keep wanting to talk some more, but I know as soon as I start a sentence, so, something gonna, else that's going to fall through, right? So, how about uh, you? Are you racing tonight? We are not racing tonight. What and, the heck? Uh, I know. And uh, we looked everywhere where to go race and stuff, and J J Jake found Waukini, and I'm not really in, wanting to drive all the way to Waukini and drive home tonight. What? That's uh, uh, that's about four hours, something yeah. like that. 
I'm not three, three and a half. Too keen on that and everything else. I told him, I said, you know what? Let's enjoy the weekend. We've been running pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, with everything else we've been doing. And uh, I was wrong. It's three hours. Yeah. That's what, yeah. I thought it was. So I get home at four in the morning. Really not interested on that kind of a situation. You know what I'm saying? So it's just haze and then a little more. Just a little more. <laughs> and that's, let me tell you, that drive from Salina to Haze is miserable. Yeah. But coming home is not too bad because the wind's not blowing everything else too. So let's try let's try to get Mr. Wilson hung up. Let's try to get number four coming through here uh, from that part. But, uh, yeah, we went up to Salina last night and uh, got rained out after the heat race. So we will be running double features next Friday night, which is always a blast. Always a blast to get set a car up for two features and stuff too. So be a fun next Friday night, that's for sure, at Salina Speedway. So if you need some fun and exciting things, you need to come and, and uh, check out uh, – Slide of Speedway tomorrow on uh, next Friday night. So, and then again, uh, just reiterating on the uh, parts, the MH uh, Racing is open. We're going to be open today for normal hours as well, but then uh, we'll be closed on, uh, um, excuse me, on Monday and Tuesday uh, as well for the f- observation of the the Fourth of July. So. Yeah. So okay. So let's see if we can get number get Mister who's up next is. Uh, Grant, Grant. see if we can get Grant moved in here real quick. And I don't know if, if Mr. Wilson just got tired of waiting or maybe he got disconnected or something. Who knows? He might be on a cell phone and just got in a bad area or something, too. So, if Mr. Wilson, if you're still listening or whatever, give us a call back so we can get you on air and get your question answered for you from that part. So, anyway, I uh, guess we're not going to get a phone calls. I don't know. If maybe something happened on the reception side or whatever. But, uh, anyway... Uh, We'll see if we can get these patched through here, Josh. If if we don't, then we're just going to have to uh, call the show a quits for today if we can't get these calls through because I don't know what else to talk about. We've talked about our hours, talked about everything. We talked about Racing Mountain, Rocky Mountain Race Week with Nick and all the fun stuff those guys had there. But uh, yeah, I can uh, just give these guys a call, uh, give these guys a call back here after the show and see what they have going on and get them helped out. So anyway, real quick, we uh, have uh, got to thank our sponsor, of course, which is BG Products, which we're going to see. Uh, and uh, okay, hold on. I think maybe we're getting Mr. Wilson sent through here and see if we can get his call patch through here real quick. And dead time. Waiting on Mr. Wilson to come through. I know as soon as I said, oh, anyway, let's thank our sponsors. We're waiting on that. BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mellon Ford. And of course, we're going to find out on Jason's truck how great that works uh, with his GDI service. We're going to perform and everything else too. But can't thank those guys enough for the great partnership and everything we have with them. And uh, from that part, and uh, we got some exciting stuff, Josh, coming down the pike with them. We do. Uh, can't disclose everything we got, but we're going to have a fun time in August here with BG products. And we'll let you know all the details of that coming up here in the near future, what we're going to have uh, from that. And it's going to be the Wednesday before the big NHRA race in Topeka. So if that gives you any kind of hint, 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 kind of what we're thinking about doing and everything else too. So we'll keep you posted on that part. Uh, big corner creative, who's going to do that great video for us of all the footage the guys did at Rocky mountain race week. And of course uh, you're looking for anything to help advertise your business. Uh, 
from Google advertising, a web page, traditional media with radio, TV, whatever it might be, window wrap, race car wraps, window wrap, window tent, anything to help advertise your business. Big Corner Creative, but those guys say just Google us. And uh, uh, go to rent right inside Melham Ford. We have a great fleet of rental vehicles. And uh, our st- I finally have got Stan staffed back up with enough vehicles and everything else, too. But I will tell you, Josh, we rented out every stinking 15-packed van for the holiday. Yep. Yep, we did. So, uh, hope a lot of people are enjoying those vans and everything else too from that part. And uh, I'm not sure what's happening. Why we can't get these calls through? We'll have to check it out. So, anyway, everybody, uh, sorry that we can't. Okay, let's hold on. Just let's see. So we'll see if we can get so much. What I thought got disconnected. So hopefully here real quick, we'll get this call patched through and we'll go find out from reception. Hello. Hey, you're live with under the hood. Who are we speaking with? Oh, this is Mr. Wilson. Well, hello, Mr. Wilson. Apologize about the delay there, but uh, thanks for being patient and uh, getting patched through, but you're live with under the hood. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Josh and Mr. Phil. Um, Yeah. So the 2003, F-150, it's the truck my wife drives, and I made the mistake of messing with the climate controls, and the next time she went to drive it, everything's coming out on the defrost, and of course it was the hottest days of the year, and um, unfortunately I I was in trouble because I was the last (laughs) one that touched it. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you were in trouble because I know I'd have been in trouble <laughs> from that part. So, um, and then um, a couple of days later, she mostly just drives short trips, but a couple of days later, the check engine light comes on. And now, um, now it seems to be that the air is coming out the vents again, but. Uh, nobody's messing with the controls for fear of having it just go back to the defrost. Okay, so that's what happened. You actually moved the controls, and then it got stuck and stuck in defrost. Is that what you're saying? Well, I moved the controls, and it was coming out the vents just fine. Mm-hmm. She went to she went to drive it the next time, and no one changed the controls, and it started coming out the deep frost yeah what year is that again it was a three you said 2003 yes yeah so uh those are vacuum actuated uh actuators and i'm guessing that there's a vacuum leak uh somewhere in that system uh typically you see it at the control head um or I guess at the actuator itself uh but essentially it uses vacuum in order to open and shut the doors, the mode doors and blend doors, uh, on that system. Uh, but I'm going to say that we'll probably find, uh, find out that there's a vacuum leak in that, in that system somewhere. Um, but what we can do, we'll throw a diagnostic onto your, uh, package and, uh, take a peek at it and see exactly what, uh, what's causing it. You know, this time of year when it gets to be a uh, hundred degrees out, uh, air, 
air temperature is important, but airflow is uh, extremely important as well, making sure that it's in the right spot because uh, you can have really cold AC, but if it's blowing up on the dash, it really doesn't, much fun. That doesn't do you a whole lot of good. So Yeah. You know, that was, uh, you're sort of reaching your hand up there to the defrost trying to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were the last one to touch it, then you're to blame. So that's... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know if I had the right show, if this was... Uh, marriage counseling <laughs> well, sometimes it is I, yeah i don't think you want advice from either one of us on that so oh <laughs> uh, that's too funny well, well i do appreciate it so i do have another issue that um on the focus rs that scotty and cole are are looking at but i just thought i'd mention it on the show that car has adaptive headlights and um, over a period of time, the right headlight was going out intermittently. And I figured out that it, I could recreate it um, if I was making a left turn in the neighborhood because those adaptive headlights, you have to be moving a certain speed in order for them to the know, react yeah. to the mm-hmm. steering. And, um, I'm still, I'm still trying to come up with more, some more symptoms because right now it, uh, it only happens or I, I haven't been able to duplicate it with the lights on. Um, the switch because I usually leave the switch on auto. So so tonight I'm going to be out after dark and I'm going to try to um, see if I can replicate it with the lights in the auto position, the light switch in the auto position or the light switch in the manual on to see if if something's going on there. Makes but a difference. It's really weird. Yeah, because um, I, if if the left turn is sharp enough, like some of the on and off ramps on the turnpike, I've noticed that the light goes out, but I can turn the switch all the way up to off and back on, and by then I'm going straight again, and the light comes back on. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a way to... You know, when I'm going through the corner to leave the steering wheel cranked where it's at and then turn the switch off and back on and see if it would come on there. I I still have to mess with it some more. Um, But I got Scotty and Cole looking at it and um, we're sort of baffled, you know, as to what can be causing it unless there's some wiring internal to that right hand lamp. You know, one of the things we should be able to replicate that on a lift and driving it on a lift, I would think. Uh, so I'll have to visit with, with those two gentlemen and see what, uh, uh, you know, cause like you said, by the time you mess with the switch in a turn, you're got to turn it back straight again. Uh, so, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if I could uh, replicate that on the lift or not. 
with the front wheel all wheel drive car or not. Yeah, we'll have to look right. at uh, the description and operation of that system and see what all criteria has to be met in order to to make those operate. But a lot of times we'll try to we'll try to replicate those, you know, in in a different environment or different situation uh, that is right, obviously right. more conducive or safer <laughs> safer to be trying to diagnose. So. Yeah, we can take a look at that description and operation. all over the yeah. road. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been in situations before t- checking out wheel bearings and, oh, you yeah. know, uh, kind of I've done that sometimes I'm getting pulled over and move, think I'm drunk or something. Moving the car from side to side, and I'm sure an officer, you know, is not going to think of it uh, from from the mechanical side of things more more really, sir, the, I was really yeah, checking the wheel bearing more the safety side of things so step out of the car yeah, <laughs> yeah step out so, of the car hands behind your back but blowing uh, this yeah so so yeah I'll uh, I'll visit with those two and we'll take a look at the description operation see what we can come up with there but let's get that F150 in and get your wife uh, on the better yeah. side of, on the better graces <laughs> side of things so God bless you very good. Thank you very, very much. Good. Hey, thanks hey, for the call, yep, buddy. Happy thanks. Independence Day. Hey, same, you too. Same to you. All right. Okay. We got one more caller yep. hanging on here. Let's see what we got coming in from uh, Still have, Grant. Have, yep, Grant. Grant's been waiting quite a while there. Grant, sorry about that. So hang tight, buddy. And uh, we'll be getting you fixed up here. Grant, you're live with Under the Hood. Thanks for the waiting. And uh, what's on your mind, buddy? Hi. I was wondering about the new Mavericks that are coming out and uh, when the uh, oh crap, what is it called? When the order banks will be opened up. Well, we just, you kind of called it the right time because we just had a phone call with Ford yesterday uh, talking about production, what's going to happen and everything else too from that standpoint. And uh, you know, this truck is a great little truck. It's amazing to me and everything else like that. And uh, I've been so excited about this truck. They just the demand of this truck is crazy. Uh, we are ending up, it looks like we're going to have about 30 some trucks that we have orders for 23s that are going to get pushed uh, into 24s. And uh, the number they're giving us for uh, uh, 24s is not a very big number, which is disappointing at one point. And the other thing that's really disappointing in my situation too is, is, uh, they're only going to build 35% of the of the production is going to be hybrid. 65% is going to be the 2.0 gas. I was hoping it was going to get flipped the other way around, but they're trying to tell us that they're still having troubles getting the, everything they need to build the hybrids and everything else too. And I know that's what everybody wants. And I'm going to tell you the 30-some trucks that I have that are going to get moved to 24s, they're all hybrids. Uh, none of them are the gas motor trucks uh, from that part. So uh, the order banks are going to open up. Somewhere in the mid-July is what they're telling us. Uh, of course, every time they tell us, you know, those dates get moved around a little bit, whatever. I know what date they said to me, but I'm going to say mid-July because it's never been the exact date they say or it's been late in the day or whatever uh, from that standpoint. So uh, mid-July, the order bank's going to open up and uh, we'll see what uh, what we can do there too and uh, from that part. So that's kind of the questions. Any other questions you have on the Maverick or anything? No, I that was that was really it. I'm, I've been looking at the Mavericks a little bit, but I was really wanting the hybrids. So. Yeah, I know. So tank tied around uh, mid July, and uh, do you have a salesperson you're working with here yet? Do what? Do you have a salesperson you're working with here, Grant? No, not yet. 
Okay. Well, we've got your number and stuff. I will see if I can do to get somebody to call you so that way when it's time to get in the order bank or whatever, we can get you in here and get you fixed up. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for the call. Yep. Okay, Josh. I think we finally got everybody through. Yeah, I do believe so. So, uh, everybody, thanks for the calls. Thanks for everybody listening and watching. But most importantly, our hours, we're closed. Of course, Sunday, we're here all day today like we're normal hours. But then Monday, Tuesday, we are closed. We'll be back in regular hours on Wednesday. So, uh, uh, thanks, Lisa, for letting us have this time off. But uh, like I said, we had that one gentleman get make a negative comment on Facebook, but you know what? This is about our employees. We're here to take care of our employees and everybody needs that extra time. We've worked so hard so far. This whole half a year is gone already, Josh. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. From that part. So everybody, happy 4th of July. Celebrate. Be safe. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm going to blow a lot of fire. There we go. Stuff up yep. too, so everybody, but be safe and everything else from that part. Hey, everybody, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all the great calls. And uh, everybody, happy 4th of July. We'll talk to you next Saturday.